hey, as was always inevitable, my daughter's school had its first Omicron case this week and in came the, the email notifying parents that a student had tested positive. Uh, they immediately followed that up with the very calm assurance that this should have no impact on school attendance, that all students, unless you'd been notified as a close contact, of course, all students were safe to return to school, that health and safety protocols, as per the Ministry of Health, were being followed. This, of course, does not diminish the... Uh, alarm for teenage girls that Omicron's arrived on their doorstep. Two years of fear-mongering and schools shutting for months on end will do that to you. So it took a wee bit of persuading that all was fine and it was business as usual. I'm not sure that email assured all parents and children, though, because the next day another email came out from the school reiterating the ministry's guidelines on returning to school, prioritising learning and the importance of carrying on. And I can only assume that email was sent out to hose down the number of parents and or students who'd decided you know, no thanks, we'll stay away. Hence the school needed to perhaps double down on its reassurances. But it's not just schools spooked by this. A survey this week by Research NZ revealed that the country has effectively divided itself into roughly two equal-sized camps. Those who've changed their behaviour to limit exposure to Omicron and those who are carrying on like they were before. 53% of the 1,001 Kiwis who took part had significantly changed what they do or how often they do it. Now, I reckon that's disturbing. Disturbing because it smacks of just how powerful the fear messaging has been, how pervasive it's been and how suckered into it we all got. It's not just sad for those who are still afraid, but sad for the domino effect on all those negatively impacted. You know, cafes and restaurants that are sitting empty, supermarkets with smaller crowds, empty libraries, schools with students too scared to attend, the shift in mindset we're now being required to make, it is a large leap. You know, we've had the epidemiologists, the experts, the modellers, the Ministry of Health, government ministers, all the way up to the PM. They've all relentlessly been warning us of this deadly disease coming to ravage us all for two solid years. And now that we're finally ramping up case numbers, they're flipping all that and saying, actually, you know what? Don't worry, carry on about your business. It's, you know, it's a mental leap that clearly not everyone is comfortable making. I think if you've got friends and family overseas, you will be more relaxed about it. We've got a daughter in Melbourne. She and all her friends have had it. Nephew in the US. He and all his mates have had it. Friends and family in Australia and London, they've all had it. All of them say the same thing. They cannot believe the amount of fear in New Zealand around COVID. And I think part of it is because we just really didn't get it here in the big numbers you know, like other countries did. So we've got this big phobia of it. So I'm actually relieved that a milder variant, and of course now more of us are vaccinated, uh, is actually hitting us now. So that once we've all had it, or know people who've had it, hopefully we'll be less scared of it and put this climate of phobia and fear behind us once and for all. Hawksby.